0: Alright, welcome to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers cast. I'm Caleb and with me as always is Brandon. Welcome to Turkey Week. Um, ain't no thing but a jive turkey, right? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, j-
1: jive turkey gobbler. That <laughs> Jim Harbaugh said that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't remember when it was. Um, but that just popped into my head. So good times. Uh we hope you all are able to enjoy your Thanksgiving week. Um wherever you are and whatever you might be doing. Uh I always say, Brand. well, I don't know if I would say always say, but I tend to say that this might be my favorite holiday of the year, and you claim that because I'm fat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just said you're a fat kid. I'm a fat kid at heart. Yep. <laughs>
0: Um, but my my argument is twofold. One, consistency. Thanksgiving's always on Thursday, and in most of my jobs I'm fortunate to have Thursday and Friday off. So consistency. Always nice to have that extended weekend. And then on top of that is just like sports extravaganza. You know, football and good foot. well, okay. Not always good football, but several games on Thursday, several games on Friday with college football. And then, of course, the slew of games like normal on Saturday. So just a, a good old holiday fun, in
1: my opinion. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, you get to watch the Lions lose and then you get to watch the Cowboys probably lose because they blow this year. well
0: they just won this past weekend yeah (laughs) surprisingly enough so um but yeah anyways sports and i'm always okay with more sports even sometimes if it's bad but we'll get we'll get to bad football here soon enough um and well actually sooner rather than later because i forgot we start with a line so um we start (laughs) with the Bad and then move on to the ugly, I guess. So, Brandon, what uh, what do you want to start with for the Lions' talk?
1: Oh, pathetic. <laughs> Twenty to nothing. I mean, I don't know how any NFL team can get shut out. I you couldn't even put up a field goal.
0: Yeah, and you have one of the best field goals, the oh, kickers, in the league.
1: Yeah. And like the Panthers were three and seven, <laughs> it's like it's not like they're a great team? I mean, they were better than their record, but I I just don't get it. And you know, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater didn't even play. PJ mm-hmm. Walker played, you know, former XFL star.
0: <laughs> well, honestly, like if we had known that ahead of time, we would have guaranteed the loss because the Lions love to make backup quarterbacks look amazing.
1: Oh yeah, that is, that is true. Career day for P.J. Walker Um, God, I guess I can get into some of the stats Uh, Stafford went 18 for 33 for 178 yards No touchdowns, obviously And no interceptions, surprisingly Uh, Adrian Peterson was the leading rusher He had 7 carries for 18 yards (laughs) Woohoo! 18 Uh, T.J. Hawkinson had 4 receptions for 68 yards then, um, I guess on the defensive side of the ball, it was a little bit better. Uh, Desmond Trufant and Omani Oruwarie both had interceptions. And uh, they had one sack, and it was by the guy whose name makes me laugh, because his name is John Pennesini, which is spelled Penasini. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, uh, I didn't get to watch a lot of the game. I mean, my wife and I went and bought new furniture, so she's like, "Is that okay if we go during the game?" And I'm like, "I'm probably not gonna miss much."
0: <laughs> You're probably like, "Oh God, yes, please."
1: Yeah, I was like, "Let's let's just go." Uh and then the Panthers, you know, PJ Walker, you went 24 for 34 for 258, a touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, I mean, not bad for a guy who was playing in the XFL earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike Davis had 19 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. And then DJ Moore was the leading receiver. He had seven receptions for 127. Uh, Curtis Samuel was right behind him with eight receptions for 70 and a touchdown. Uh, And on the defensive side of the ball for the Panthers, uh, Brian Burns had two sacks. Which... You know, it's a guy that the Lions could have drafted when they drafted Hawkinson. So, I mean, as good as Hawkinson's been, you know, the Lions could use a pass rush. I mean, the mm-hmm. Lions could use a pass rush for the last three years, but I I don't know. That's just why I'm not a um, general manager, I guess.
0: Yeah, you're too <laughs> smart to be a general manager
1: i guess um yeah i mean like the numbers wise stuff and like negotiating contracts i don't think i could do it but i I honestly think i could probably draft better than bob quinn
0: yeah i don't think that would not not to uh you know put you down but i don't think it would take too much to have to do bob (laughs)
1: quinn right yeah um yeah, man, like I said, just pathetic, because I watched, I think I missed the whole first half. <laughs> but I, watched, I watched the second half. It wasn't much better. Uh, you know, I saw some highlights and stuff, but or lowlights, should I say. Uh, the Lions almost scored a touchdown. Um, that got called back. Yeah, I got called back because of legal formation. Um, It was a flea flicker to Marvin Jones, which is. Almost interception, intercepted in the end zone. He ripped it out of the guy's hands. Uh, got called back as Marvin Jones was lined up on the line of scrimmage, and he was supposed to take a step back. Um, just one of those stupid, you know, football penalties. That does it really matter? I mean, does it really matter that Marvin Jones was one step ahead?
0: No, but it's the rules and all that fun yeah. stuff. So
1: it's just those things. Like I know why they called it and everything, but it's just a stupid football rule. well
0: it's just the Lions looking for another way to screw up (laughs) and
1: then like in the end of the day did it really matter no uh, at the note Stafford did play injured and like our friend Jason texted me he's like man I'm so happy that Stafford played injured because there's no way Chase Daniel was going to score zero points for us (laughs) (laughs) yeah good point Um, yeah I mean, that's really all I've got for the Lions. I mean, what can you say when you lose 20 to nothing to a team that that was three and seven?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's, the only thing I could say is that, um, you know, if I'm Martha Ford or, you know, her daughter, whose name I can't remember right now, who's actually like running the team. Um, yeah, I'm I'm canning uh, Patricia and Quinn at the end of the season. No matter what happens, like it just, yeah, you guys are done. Yeah. Ran the team into the ground because, you know, in case anybody forgets, uh, Jim Caldwell had this team at nine and seven and was fired. Mm-hmm. And he made the playoffs uh, two out of three years. So, yeah, I mean, I felt like, you know, when they got rid of it, or not Patricia would I got rid of Caldwell. It was a good idea because I thought he got kind of stale and he was making the same mistakes over and over and and, and all that. But, you know, if you think about it, we were hoping that, you know, Patricia would come in and push this team farther, but it's they've taken them back Mm -hmm. and the questionable draft picks, the questionable signings, the let's just pick up all the Patriots scraps and leftovers, the guys they don't want and try to build a winning team around it i just don't get it
0: yeah no well as you've you've been saying basically week in week out you know boring um games to watch not fun i mean this is kind of like the the pinnacle of that oh yeah because uh yeah not just entertaining at all no no so that was just and this is one that i was able to watch i'm sorry yeah i was able to watch maybe the whole thing at least most of it and i was just like uh awful (laughs) terrible so go figure it was this one but
1: oh i gotta mention too that deandre swift didn't play because he's in concussion protocol
0: yeah
1: because you know i was saying last week i was praising him about how good he was and how exciting he is to watch and um you know, he's just a playmaker and everything. And it seems like any time the Lions get a running back like that, he gets injured. Mm-hmm. Something, something starts happening. Um, you can look back. On Johnson was like that. And then he hurt his knee a whole bunch of times. Now he looks like a shell of himself. Yeah. And, then, you know, before that, he had John best was another guy that was really excited when he got the ball. and He had concussion problems. But he had concussion problems in college, too. Yeah. Yep, I remember talking about that. But, yep, it seems like Lions stuff is always cyclical.
0: hmm Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but just kind of like, I don't know what that sets us up for this week with them facing off against the Texans, which is kind of a blah situation anyways. But the mm-hmm. Lions, I feel like, is are always unpredictable on thir- um, Thanksgiving Day.
1: Yeah, like I said before, usually they either they win or they get blown out. There's like no in-between for Lions and Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, so it's leading up to what looks like a blowout, but we'll see. Um, Ready to uh, take a change in direction there for a little bit then?
1: Yeah, let's go from the terrible to the not as bad. It's yeah, still pretty the- bad.
0: The bad to the ugly, so a little bit, a little bit good compared to no good. Yeah. Um. And so to start off the conversation, usually we will go with the voicemails. So we've got two voicemails this week, and we will get those playing here for you right now.
2: Yo, what's up, with Stephen Brown? My Twitter handle is do not tweet me. At do not tweet me. For all you people listening, I don't want to talk to y'all. Talk to the Blue Brothers. I don't mess with y'all. Anyway. You know, Dax over the top. Safety over the top help. It's common sense. It didn't save Don Brown's job. He's still gone at the end of the year. But but it, it 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 was a good win. It was a good win. It it shouldn't have taken that long, but it did a win. Is a win. That's what people say. I just <sighs> Rutgers, man. This this was going. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh. I'm sorry, James Harbaugh Senior. Would have, I don't know if he would have made if he would have made it. If they I don't I don't think he would have been invited back to Ann Arbor on the on the team plane if if they would have lost that game or Buff or whatever. I don't I don't. That would have been rough. Like that would have been rough. Now, now, Coachiano, he's gonna have those guys really good, fairly soon. But I don't, I don't understand how you go three overtimes with Rutgers. It's like they were doing everything they could to give Rutgers the game, calling, dumb plays, not letting Cade win it for you. And I'm, I'm, you know, Joe Milton is done. Let, on another note, let me just pause. He's done. He's done. I, I, maybe he's done at Michigan because JJ McCarthy's coming in, and that's pretty much a wrap. So it looks like the Frosty Tip brothers are gonna, you know, be the quarterbacks next four or five years. Man, you got McNamara, then, then, then McCarthy. I'm pretty sure he'll get some Frosty Tips eventually. But Joe, if you're listening, brother, you know you might wanna transfer to Vanderbilt or something. That's the only playing time you're gonna get. And he's just not he's not a good quarterback. But the offensive the offensive coordinator and, and like he's not getting any help from from, from Gaddis, man. I, I don't know I don't even know if Gaddis is calling the plays at this point. Some of that stuff was just stupid. But you know, Queen he's also I don't know what's going on with him either. They won the game. I'm not gonna complain. I mean, they need to keep safety help over the top. I'm glad Vincent Green, Gmon Green. Didn't play so bad to where we were talking about them all night. I'm pretty sure they look at Twitter a lot. It wasn't in their hands. Thank God. because Man, those guys, oh, man. Ugh. They ever on a, a Madden video game, I'm like, man, pick the team that, that is playing them. Whoever you're going to, just, just throw it Gray's way or, or Green's way. It's a guaranteed first down or touchdown. Anyway, man, y'all know what it is. Go Purple.
0: Oh man. So I thought that was great how he said, I thought he was going to come out and say something very subtly good about gray and green's performance, but he just said it wasn't bad. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. All right. Oh man. But then, um, yeah. One thing I'll pick up from that was, uh, the play calling was super weird. Like, I don't know. Uh, I agree with him. I have no idea if Gaddis was doing it the whole time or what. But there was, oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was the second quarter and the third quarter, um, or maybe it was the third and the fourth, where it was, it was a well called game, like good plays, good movement. But then all of, all of a sudden in the middle there, or maybe it was overtime, something. It it was like they were purposely doing the opposite of what was working and it was just super weird. So I, I don't know what was going on there. Maybe they were probably what
1: Harbaugh was calling.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Very possible. I mean, offensive play calling has always been weird since um, fish left. So I don't know. Yeah. Any takeaways from that first voicemail or
1: Um, no, I, I agree with him that Milton's, you know, he's done he's going to have to, you know, transfer somewhere else. Or, you know, if he wants to stay at Michigan, he's going to have to switch positions. Maybe he's going to be a wide receiver or something, you know, and like an emergency quarterback. But I really can't see him playing quarterback again for Michigan.
0: Oh, man. I, like, I didn't say it, but I don't know. With how stupid the decision-making has been, <laughs> I would not at all be surprised to see him start versus Penn State.
1: Yeah, I know how... You know, Harbaugh loves his um, – you no, know, doesn't like his, his underclassmen. Well, it's, it's just like – the older guys to start.
0: Yeah, it's that, and then it's also like stubbornness. Well, it's kind of like the whole thing with the defense too. It's just like adjustment, make adjustments. But then it's just like, no, this is what we decided. This is what we're going to do. So, anyways – uh, moving on to the second voicemail, then.
2: Yeah, it's me again. Y'all know how we do it. So, I, it was something else I wanted to say too. And I remember, did, did y'all notice how the team just responded better with K? Now, now this is this is not a direct indictment on Joe Mills Before I, before I continue, I don't want to make it seem like like years ago I would have been like, yeah, this quarterback sucks. look at this. But now it's like, you know what? sometimes you just need a spark, you know, but, but Cade, man, he, it, they seem to want to play for him more than they wanted to play. And, and these are the same players, but the mentality changed. One thing I know I had to learn about a quarterback is that like, unlike Tim Tebow, who threw the wide open receivers for the most part, a quarterback is, is supposed to throw to a spot, like the, the tight end or the running back or the wide receiver. Okay, you're supposed to be here, so I'm going to throw it. You get there because I'm giving you a few seconds. Cade was throwing to spot. That's what great quarterbacks do as opposed to guys who are good quarterbacks or decent quarterbacks who just throw to you because you're wide open. And Joe, even with people being wide open, he overthrown by 10 yards. Like, he 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 just doesn't have that to touch yet. He depends too much on his physical ability and not enough on – the mental and the physical, like you, you can be as, as strong as a whip all day, but sometimes you can just be too strong. And he, Joe was physically strong, but the, the mentality just isn't there. Do, do I, am I saying he wants to be bad? No, I'm saying he, he didn't put up in enough effort to, to, to get to the, get the ball to the receivers with like, without just, just, just he puts too much sauce on it. Way too much. And some of that has to do with jitters because the offensive line doesn't give him a long time sometimes. Sometimes he, he he overshoots his target because they're not running faster than he can throw it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they ran as fast as he could throw it, like, this isn't practice. You're not in shorts. You know, he probably would have 2,000 passing yards already and about 15 touchdowns. But Cade puts some air up under. it. He, he gives the receivers time, which is good. So... The whole team responded better. The defense still sucked a little bit. Um, Even Dax with that. Even Dax. I'm glad he got the interception, but he he was getting torched. And that one play looked like he gave up. I'm like, man, this dude was a five star, but he redeemed himself. But you know, I I hope Joe's probably going to transfer, which is best. He won't start again unless there's an injury. I wish the best for him, man. But the, the 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 team responded better. I don't know what's going on in that locker room, but. It, it, it's got to be something because that that they just looked different when Kate was in. It was more than just him completing passes. Go blue!
0: All right, yeah. Thanks, Stephen, for both those voicemails. Always appreciate it when you call in. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't know if you saw the uh, locker room video. Did you see that, Brandon?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Okay, there was a locker room video where um, McNamara talked to the team. And he uh, he did – I am not knocking him at all for what he said. I'm sure that people will be – I mean, I don't know if they'll be saying it, trying to say it to him directly. But he talked about – he had an inspiring uh, – I wouldn't say speech, but little talk after the game and was just saying, you know, that's what we need to do. Um, who's to say, you know, what our future holds – we're the ones who are kind of in control. We can show people what we really are and who's to say if we run the table, um, which fine. Great. You know, you you got to, as a player, you got to do that. You need that. You know, you need to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't knock them at all for that. I mean, I say focus on the next two games and then get to the third game. But, um, But, no, but that was good. I saw it, and I, I retweeted it, and I was like, I have no idea what the locker room was before this, but I like seeing this. Not saying that this is going to fix everything, not saying that this is going to completely change the team, but this is what you need to see. And maybe those videos just weren't taken before, but you haven't seen a lot like that. I mean, certainly didn't see anything with Milton like that. That's not to say it didn't happen, but... Uh, it was really good to see. So if you haven't seen that, Stephen, uh, Brandon, I also recommend to you or anybody else listening, uh, check it out. It was pretty cool, um, but it was good to see that fire in the locker room, and especially with your quarterback. You need leadership from your quarterback. He doesn't have to be the number one leader, but he needs to take leadership, and McNamara mm-hmm. is certainly doing that. Um but yeah the team definitely does look different um they and i do agree with steven that they play differently they seem to have a better mentality so if somehow joe milton starts against penn state like i said i wouldn't be surprised but i would part of me would be shocked flabbergasted pissed off whatever you want to say because it's just like how how possibly could you take that away? Like, I I would then turn to McNamara and be like, dude, you don't deserve this. Go, go away. Go somewhere else because you this is BS that you're not getting to start. Like if they do that, that just if somehow Joe Milton starts first Penn State rather than McNamara, that just proves to you how screwed up Michigan is. I mean there's no way around it. So um but yeah, so in, in general though, Michigan playing uh Rutgers, it was a three overtime game. Steven labeled it as a good win. I I I'm gonna do it as an air quote good win. I think that's how he implied it too. Uh 48 to 42, there were plenty of opportunities that Michigan could have lost it. There were several opportunities where they could have you know, extended the lead and made it so that Rutgers couldn't have won. I mean, they they had an opportunity to stop a two-point conversion to keep it from overtime, but they weren't able to do that. So um, uh, definitely both the offense and defense looked better. A lot more better to say for the offense, in my opinion, than the defense. Um, Cade McNamara was 27 for 36, 260 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, haskins had 111 rushing yards and one td and actually i have it here the lat. oh uh actually that was something else did you do so the and sorry my notes were in the wrong place Um, They also had a 100 yard receiver. That's what I was looking for. Cornelius Johnson had 105 receiving yards on five receptions and two touchdowns. He had a stellar game. Of course, we are talking about Rutgers. But hey, anything good at this point can point you in the right direction. Um, So something I looked at real quick, and this is probably gonna sound familiar because I think I talked about it last year. Um, The last time Michigan had a receiver and a running back with over 100 yards each was 2018 against Maryland. Higdon, 103 yards. Gentry, 112 yards. So nothing in 2019. Then the time before that was 2016 against Maryland again with Smith, 114, Chesson, 112. Then you have to go back to 2015 before that. So this has only happened four times since Harbaugh has been at Michigan, that there has been a 100-yard receiver and a 100-yard
1: running back. Doesn't it happen to like every game for Saban?
0: Yeah, it's something ridiculous <laughs> like that for for these other teams that just have a better offense. Yes. And sometimes they have better athletes, too, and everything. But it's just like, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, you, you could we could probably break it down by teams in the Big Ten. And I'm sure like they would have multiple games a year. So this is the fourth time in six seasons that Michigan has had a running back and receiver, both with a hundred yards. So that's fun. Um, but yeah, Vedra for, uh, Rutgers was 29 for 43. He had 381 passing yards. So again, we saw the secondary not, you know, step up very well. They got burned several times, uh, three touchdowns, one interception. um, and then, of course, the outstanding kick return by Giles Jackson to start off the second half, uh, which really got things off to a good start. Uh, he had a pretty good day as well. Uh, and how about that field goal kicking?
1: Oh, for 3. got Kinda love Nordine.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, one of the highest-ranked uh, kicking recruits and zero for three. That's just. And
1: he's awful.
0: Dude, I've been I saying don't...
1: it for like the last couple of years. <laughs> he's awful.
0: Uh, yeah. So that was hideous. But
1: I also noticed too that it seems like just in the last ten years, place kicking as a whole has gotten worse. Like not in, just at Michigan.
0: In college or in Both. general? Okay.
1: Because it seemed like, you know, the '90s and the early 2000s, like especially in the NFL, like every team seemed to have that kicker that was pretty solid. And that now it's just like there's so many teams scrambling to try to find somebody, and then like you don't really hear of any kickers being taken in the draft anymore. Mm-hmm. They're all like undrafted free agents and. uh, you know, and if they are taken in the draft, they usually like flame out super quick. Like Roberto Aguayo, like that guy was taken early in the draft and then he was freaking horrible. <laughs> the Lions took uh, a kicker one year and he was terrible.
0: I I definitely agree with that for college, but in the NFL, I swore I saw something this past weekend about a graphic where. Um, in the past five years, the amount of field goals made from 50 plus yards has like tripled. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that doesn't say anything about the consistency, but just like the ability from kickers has improved.
1: Yeah. I guess you, you just, you don't have the kickers that are just like automatic. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason Hansen was one of them for the Lions, where it's like, Oh, he's coming up for field goal. I can get up and go to the bathroom because I know he's gonna make it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I get that. So um Yeah, and so kicking woes for Michigan, that is for sure. And that's coming up Always. too for Penn State, who we'll be talking about in a little bit. <laughs> Anything you want to mention about the uh Michigan Rutgers
1: game before we get into like previews? Uh, not really much I can even say because I didn't get to watch the game.
0: You didn't get to, or you didn't get to, because
1: no. you didn't want to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it was on BTN, and I don't have that. So you know, even if I did, I'm not sure if I would have watched it, just because I don't know. I wasn't, dude. Like I said, I'm just kind of burned out. I'm just not feeling this season. I'm having a hard time caring. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm man. There's gotta be some big changes for me to really care more, I guess. Yeah. Get invested. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, um, uh, going back (laughs) to it being a quote unquote good win, you know, a win is always a win. And, you know, obviously if it had been a loss, it would have been catastrophic. Mm -hmm. Essentially. Um, not to, I'm not, I'm not saying this, that this is what I expect and everything, but because of this win, there is the potential for Michigan to finish the regular season games before that extra ninth game, potentially four and four, um, because they play Penn state, Maryland, and then Ohio state. Uh, Penn state still winless Maryland uh, up and down having plenty of games canceled. Um, I think they were supposed to play Wisconsin this weekend and the, Oh no, that was Minnesota, Wisconsin and that got canceled. But anyway, so they just got canceled with uh, Michigan state. That's what it was. So um, yeah, it's possible and not at all saying that there's, I don't think there's anything that could really happen. That would guarantee Harbaugh staying. I mean, maybe running the table, but I don't even think that's realistic. No. Um, But, yeah, just we're hoping and expecting change, and I expect a lot of it, but we'll wait and see. There'll be plenty of time to talk more about that, and I'm just dragging it on. So, previews, though, with this being the amazing Thanksgiving week, we get to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving Day while we stuff our faces.
1: <laughs> yeah, that always softens the blow at least. Yeah, good point. Um yeah, I mean the Lions play the Texans um at twelve thirty on CBS. Uh man, Texans are, are kind of a strange team. They're a little hard to figure out. Uh sometimes they look decent, other times they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of good things going for them. I mean, they're, they're another three and seventeen, team, just kind of like the Panthers. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, he's he's a great quarterback. I mean, he's got almost three thousand yards passing the season and twenty touchdowns. Uh, he's also got two hundred sixty-two yards rushing and two touchdowns. So you know, he's dual threat. Uh, Very smart quarterback, very athletically gifted. Um, A guy that I wish the Lions would have at quarterback because it might make things a little more exciting to watch. Uh, I'm not really hating on Stafford, just saying like he's been around for it feels like 40 years and I'm getting tired of watching him.
0: Yeah, well, he's also like, you know, he's not going to be getting
1: better. Yeah, he is. He kind of is who he is. And that's just how it's going to be. You just kind of ride it out.
0: Yeah, if anything, I mean, we're going to start seeing the decline here any moment, which could potentially
1: be now. Yeah. Um, You know, they got a couple playmakers. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, not there anymore. That was an atrocious trade. (laughs) Um, I'm still not sure what the heck they were thinking on that. But, uh, you know, in return, they got David Johnson, who he's kind of up and down. Uh, he's got some ability, but he's he's not nearly as good as he used to be. Um, right now, he's got 408 yards and three touchdowns, and you know he gets banged up quite a bit. So you know they also have Duke Johnson, another uh, running back. He but played for Cleveland for a few years, but he's a decent running back. He can catch pretty well as as well as run the ball. Uh, as far as receivers, they've got Will Fuller. He's leading the team with 708 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, that's another guy. He gets banged up really easy. Seems like super fast, super athletic. But, yeah, has a hard time staying on the field. And, you know, I know by experience because I had him on my fantasy team for years. And, like, there'd be years where he'd play four games and get, like, eight touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, gone most of the time, so it's hard to rely on him. Uh the probably their second biggest target is Brandon Cooks. Uh he's got six hundred and thirty-four yards and three touchdowns. Um, you know, he's kind of on the, the downside of his career as well, but yeah, you know, he's still pretty decent. Still a guy that Lions left to worry about. Uh and then on the defensive side of the ball, the Texans you know, they still have JJ Watt. He's still putting up some decent numbers. He's got four sacks on the season. Um, I kind of expect him to get a sack against the Lions because their Lions line is kinda suspect.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh the Bradley Roby and Vernon Hargraves, uh, they're both tied with an interception a piece. But yeah, it's be kind of an interesting matchup. Two teams kinda equal, I guess.
0: Equally bad.
1: Yeah, I'd say as far as like offensive playmakers, the you know the Texans probably have the upper hand, and they got some good players under defense still. But I feel like the Lions' talents a little more spread out. But yeah, we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, anything you want to add to it?
0: Uh, i kind of said it before it's thanksgiving so honestly we have no idea what to well you you have the right approach where it's just like either we're gonna see a competitive game and the lions like barely win or barely lose or they're just gonna completely blow it (laughs) so um there's no solid performance by the lions where they win by a comfortable margin so yeah um I, honestly, with, like, I have you heard how long Swift is out or anything?
1: I haven't really heard anything yet this week. Usually when guys are in concussion protocol, it's only for, like, like a few days.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, Um, because... Concussions are weird, though, because it's kind of hard to, you know, to really really gauge, I guess, because everybody's affected differently.
0: Yeah. Uh, if, I mean, if, if he plays, then I'd be like, okay, you know, that Well, kind of, as we both have said, you know, this is more of a watchable game, but if he's out, then I'm just kind of like, I'm probably going to be more focused on the food than the game. But um, yeah, no Michigan and Lions football are in a very uh, similar state where it's just kind of like, I'll have the game on. How much of it I'm going to pay attention to is highly questionable. Yeah, that is that is my hot take.
1: So I didn't um, even hear who the halftime show was supposed to be for the Lions game. Betty White. (laughs) (laughs) and I can't even remember who did it last year because they always have a terrible one.
0: I, I don't know if I ever really watch it. It
1: but. was like some some country act last year. I don't know. I don't know who's doing it this year.
0: Larry the Campbell guy?
1: Care. Just kidding.
0: All right. Well, then uh, we can jump over into Michigan football. And so that is going to be this, this Saturday. Uh, Michigan is favored by two and a half points. <laughs> Playing Penn State, winless Penn State.
2: Over How that under-
0: happen? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. Um, They did lose one key player. I think, was it the running back or the wide receiver who retired from football?
1: Yeah, I heard about that.
0: Um, And then they've had, you know, a couple other things going on. But to drop down and be winless, I don't know, man.
1: Like, what a weird then, season!
0: Yeah, and then they were competitive against Ohio State,
1: you know. So well, everybody's competitive against Ohio State except for Michigan.
0: Yeah, fair. <laughs> That's fair. So, um, yeah, that is uh, noon this Saturday, and so this is, as I was saying before, might be the first time in maybe a decade that Michigan has a realistic opportunity to win a game on Thanksgiving weekend because (laughs) they're not playing Ohio State yeah um I (sighs) let me pull this information up here so they have their quarterback Sean Clifford who has had a rough go of it 11 touchdowns but eight interceptions he has been sacked 16 times And his numbers, uh, his attempts, he's had more than Milton. But he only has 15 more yards than Milton. Yikes. Um, So he's been swapped out a little bit as well. Um, Actually, it's kind of um, close to the Michigan situation because – Clifford has 152 attempts and the backup has 47 and Milton has 138 attempts and McNamara has 46 so they're kind of going through some quarterback back and forth similar to what Michigan has I do not know which one they will be expecting to start so honestly when you're winless anything could kind of happen unless you're Michigan which you would continue to do the same thing over and over again because you're not smart enough to make adjustments um, so the rushing leader for the team is Devin Ford with just over 209 yards they are focusing way more on passing where their leading receiver is Dotson uh, with 527 yards so be looking for him to be destroying the secondary on Saturday. (laughs) Um, Top defensive player, uh, look out for Ellis Brooks, their linebacker. And then um, Lamont Wade has been kind of their ball hawk for the team. So those are some names that you're going to be hearing this Saturday. Um, Hopefully McNamara continues uh, to be a What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Smart, strategic. That's not the word, but um, control. Um, game manager. Ha! There we go. <laughs> A good game manager making smart decisions. So, um, and then of course uh, for Michigan, Haskins has really shown himself to be the uh the number one running back for michigan um even though charbonnet did uh, have more than five carries uh, he only had six Um, and haskins has 274 yards on the season and charbonnet has 124 while at some schools those are single game numbers which is fun Ronnie Bell is still leading with receiving yards at 361. Uh, Cornelius Johnson is uh, kind of getting closer with uh, 239, but he has more touchdowns with three compared to Bell's one. So really, I mean, Penn State has been leaning more on their passing game. And so you can expect to see... Plenty of that considering Michigan's secondary that the defense refuses to make adjustments for. Um, These two teams, again, like I said last week, they're pretty, uh, Michigan and Rutgers have pretty similar stat lines. Uh, You look at Michigan and Penn State, they're not all that far off because they both have allowed an average of 36 points per game this season to their opponents. Michigan, however, scoring just a little bit more. Than Penn State, uh, just about an average of six more points per game. Um, A scary stat line is Michigan's 25% field goal percentage. Um, Penn State, not a ton better at 50%. But the stark difference, Penn State uh, is 50%. Their opponents are 72%. Michigan is 25%. Their opponents are 75%. 50% difference. Wow. Just absolutely ugly. Um, Both Michigan and Penn State defensively have been allowing over 90% conversion in the red zone. And, uh, but the thing on the positive note for Michigan is that they convert almost 79% in the red zone while Penn State is only at 65%. So, yeah, they have had some close games. They lost to Indiana 35 to 36. They lost to Nebraska 23 to 30. And um, Ohio State was, uh, like I said, uh, kind of a little bit competitive. It was 25 to 38. But then they basically kind of got easily toppled by maryland and iowa of all people so yeah that is them sitting at 0 and five and so it would just be fitting that they might find their first win against michigan but we'll see how it goes i am not holding my breath on this one um if the penn state that faced off against ohio state shows up then michigan's gonna most likely lose, but if Penn State, that was from the four other games, shows up, then Michigan has a chance. Not gonna say Michigan so you're saying wins. saying we
2: got a chance.
0: So you're saying there's a chance. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, after the way Rutgers ended, and if McNamara starts, and McNamara is allowed to uh, you know, play as he has played, and they focus on supporting him and his role. I know that's kind of weird to say for an offense to support the quarterback, but Michigan seems to like to screw that up. If they do that, I think Michigan has the opportunity to do well and cover the spread on this game and and win. But I week in and week out, I've been saying it, I think, every time this year, and I've been saying it periodically throughout the years Uh, Michigan has to has to prove it though like their Michigan has all these opportunities but they don't prove it so I'm not holding my breath I'm not um having high expectations for this because like I said I would not be completely shocked if Joe Milton goes out there and starts the game (laughs) So why would I be shocked if Michigan uh, then loses?
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, I could see it.
0: So any any thoughts or any input at this point Brandon?
1: Um, I don't think so, not really until we get the scores. We got to move on to scores
2: uh
0: yeah one one thing real quick before we move on to that there's uh two last things i want to say one appropriately mm-hmm. for this episode i'm drinking my coffee out of my poop emoji mug <laughs> so very fitting but i also wanted to share the um as we are halfway uh more than halfway through the quote-unquote regular season Uh, I wanted to share the big 10 standings and this is 2020 weirdness like so much. So the teams in the big 10 with one or fewer losses, you have Ohio state and Northwestern undefeated. And then uh, probably what you would say, the third place team would be Indiana. They just came off their first loss to Ohio state. And then the two, there are two more teams with just one loss, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, which has had several games canceled. So they're only at two and one. And the other team that has had several canceled, but only one loss is Maryland. So those are your five top teams out of the 12, uh, out of the 14 teams. Wow. Yeah. And then on top of the weirdness, like we said, Penn state is winless. So quick interjection here before we get into the score predictions If Michigan is able to finish the season with better records than Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan State, and Nebraska, I would take that as a small victory, considering how bad this season has looked. So it's quite possible. I mean, Michigan only has two wins right now at this point. Uh, Michigan State and Rutgers and Nebraska all have just one win, and then, of course, Penn State has no wins. So, I kind
1: of I don't know if there is a small win for me this season.
0: Yeah, well, no, I, I mean, think like
1: losing to Michigan State automatically makes the season a loss.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying like the season as a whole is a win. I'm saying like a small win to take away from this season, like mm. inside so- the season as a whole, which is a loss, like there's a small like positive note in there not to say that it outweighs everything and could make everything into a positive season it's just like one small positive to, to take out of it's
1: it, the so. lipstick on the pig
0: <laughs> it's the perfume on the turd that's gonna say the shine on the turd <laughs> turd covered in burnt hair <laughs> all right and on that note perfect timing for score predictions all right let's uh start with your favorite brandon the lions who are plus three playing against the texans with the over under being 51 uh after they came off a game with only 20 total points scored what are you thinking for this brandon
1: um this could be a tough one to figure out too um man Last week had a hard time too, and obviously we both got those way wrong because the Lions put up zero points. Um, I think they will score in this one. I think we'll see a little more of what we saw in past weeks with the Lions, where you know they put some points up, but they can't stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that being said, I mean the Texans—they're—they're they're not a great team. Yeah, you know, they do some things well and struggle at other places. But uh, I don't know. I think the Lions are going to lose. <gasps> I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> uh, but I think it's going to be 28 to 24 Texans. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I don't think, um, I don't think the Lions are going to win.
0: Interesting. So close, but they you're saying they won't cover, and then that's going with the uh, over there. Then um, I am. In that ballpark, but I'm widening the gap a little bit because I think that uh, the Lions will recover from being blown out and they'll put points on the board. But I think that it's just going to be, you know, it's probably going to be classic Lions lately where they get a lead and then they just blow it. And then the Texans look like they've been dominating the whole game. Um, I have a final score of Lions 20, Texans 31. So lines definitely not covering and then actually like hitting the over under right on the nose. So I, uh, I don't know. It's going to be one that I I'm expecting. It's going to be one of those that we're not going to enjoy watching. So we're, everybody's going to be focusing
1: <laughs> on eating more. So yeah, most likely that's usually how it is, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, so then that brings us to kind of the interesting one where Michigan is playing against Penn State. Michigan favored again by two and a half points. The over-under high um, at 58 and a half. I I am leaning more on the high side because I think defense is going to be atrocious for both teams, uh, especially Michigan. But both teams, like I said, have been allowing like 36 points per game on average. Mm -hmm. So I... I am going to kind of continue with the idea of Michigan proved me wrong, but I am actually not going to predict a win for Michigan. I am going to predict a close loss, but high scoring. So I'm going to go with, um, since Michigan can't kick a field goal, I'm going to go with 28 31 uh, Penn State
1: wins. Uh, what do you okay. have? Um, I'm right around there with you. you know, I can see both defensive defenses giving up a few points. Um, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. <laughs> it's going to yep. be pretty ugly. Uh, you know, it might not even be very entertaining. If we're being honest. But I think that Michigan is also going to lose. Um I I'm, I'm taking Penn State 31 Michigan 27.
0: Oh Pine, just basically copy my score.
1: Ah, uh, I didn't even know your I had the score down before I even knew your score, so you can shut your face. Shut up, I hate you so much. I will stab you in the neck with a knife.
0: Wow, so that is actually a little crazy because I am picking 59 points and you're picking 58 points. So I'm going with the over, you're going with the under. Yeah. Just by being off by the difference of one point. Um. See, I, now one thing I will say before we continue on is I think it's going to be a quote-unquote entertaining game because there'll be so much going on. But I think it's also going to be a very frustrating game. So, bad defense. A lot of plays allowed for both teams in the end. Predicting a loss. Michigan, by all means, I'm always okay with you proving me wrong in these cases. So, go for it. We'll see what happens this Saturday. Uh, That then takes us into our locks of the week. Uh, I take the Big Ten. Brandon takes the NFL. I will start um, some odd slated games this week. Uh, I think it's a little bit tough. I wound up landing um, on the most dominant team in the conference, and I'm taking Ohio State, and they have a huge spread. But I'm saying that they're going to cover 28-and-a-half versus Illinois because they had the close game against Indiana, and usually – when Ohio state has a game like that, like they, they either have a close game or a loss. They usually like to flex the next week and just like dominate the next team. So I will take them covering that.
1: Um,
0: Brandon, what's, what's your NFL lock?
1: (sighs) Yeah. I had to think about it for a little while when I was looking at the, the spreads and everything. And, you know, I'm going to take, the Las Vegas Raiders, which still sounds very weird to me. Um, I'm going to take them to cover the three point favorite over the Falcons. Okay. Cause I, the Falcons aren't very good and the Raiders have looked pretty decent this year for the most part. I mean, there's six and four, but they've looked halfway decent.
0: Yeah. We'll see. You came off a off of a win last week, so...
1: Yeah, I finally got one. <laughs> and I didn't I, pick I, against the Jets.
0: I got an automatic... Um, uh, well, I don't know if I would say L, but I automatically didn't get a point because my game got
1: canceled, so... Yeah. Michigan State finding a new way to screw you. <laughs> Basically.
0: Hey, it's rather Michigan State doing that, I guess, than Michigan. Yeah. So... Uh, then questions of the week, our final segments, uh, Brandon, what is yours
1: for the lions? Well, I kind of showed my hand earlier talking about JJ J. Watt, but do you think that JJ J. Watt will sack Matthew Stafford? And I say, yes. All right. So typing that so down at least one.
0: And you are saying yes.
1: Um, yes. JJ Watt, star of New Girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> the hot dog song or whatever it was. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: I, I am going to be on the same side as you with that. And I say yes, because the Lions love to give up sacks, So why not, to JJ Watt? All right. So mine is going to be a little bit... Uh, Complex so I'm going to give you some context here. So,
1: oh my gosh,
0: I know all the all the pay attention to me, all the attention on me. All right, will Michigan have back to back games with a receiver breaking 100 yards? So, as I mentioned, um, in the Rutgers game, Johnson had 105 yards. So, will they have another receiver with over 100 yards? Context. Last time it happened was in 2019, uh, the MSU game, and then Indiana. Bell and then Nico Collins. Then the time before that was 2016. MSU game and then the Maryland game with Darbo and Chesson. Happened twice in 2015. So, again, this is something that has only happened four times in the six seasons that Harbaugh has been at Michigan. Do we think that this could happen a fifth time this weekend? I am going to go with. Yes, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) That is me saying that with expectations that McNamara starts and that the offensive play calling is actually decent and sensible. And I know that that's a huge risk to take. So, Brandon, what's your call?
1: I think this is going to be one of those games where Michigan's able to run the ball pretty well. And Michigan doesn't really have a number one target for a wide receiver. You know, like they had in the last few years. So I'm going to say no. 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 That is, uh, that is a good
0: deduction. And, yeah, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, it's Michigan, so honestly, like, we have no idea. Like, uh, I don't even think they have any idea what's going on or what their game plan is. So we'll find out come Saturday. But, uh, yeah, that's our episode for this week. Uh, we appreciate you all tuning in, as always. Um, we hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully Thanksgiving Day is decent with Lions football, but don't hold your breath. Uh, enjoy good food. If uh, you get out to see anybody, be healthy, be safe, and we will finish off with Go Blue.
1: Go Blue.